Hey everyone, it's Lauren and Mark. Welcome to another edition of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. We have some great stuff in store. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, Loose Lug Nation. Today we have episode number 50 coming at you. Mark, when I think of the number 50, first person I think of is J.J. Smith. Uh, you got to think about the Anthonys when you think about him as well. So Michael Anthony uh, over in lacrosse, Mike Carlson drives the number 50. Then I think about at the NASCAR level, uh, Ricky Craven, Wally Dallenbach Jr. Also Jeff Bodine and Greg Sachs also drove that number 50. So did Randy LaJoy back in the day too. You know, and uh, I think way back in the day, I think A.J. Foyt was actually running around in a 50 car. Um, hey, for you old-timers, how about George Geeson? Remember him in a green number 50 when he used to run at WIR? And, uh, hey, if you really want to go way back, oh, let's talk about Gene Marmer. And Gene Marmer drove a black and gold uh, 68 Chevelle, and he was a nemesis to Dick Trickle out there. Those two would have the best battles of the first year once when uh, WIR was paid. Gene Marmer from Illinois. But uh, Dick Trickle always seemed to always get just, just get the better of him um, back in the day. So I <laughs> show my age today there, buddy. <laughs> That's good stuff, though, because history is, is important and it's fun to look, look back on that stuff, man. Yes, sir. Yep. I remember those days, but you know, a guy from Illinois in a Chevy, you know, he was, uh, he was a nemesis, you know, to uh, trickle with a Ford, you know? So yeah, <laughs> yes, I was, yes, I was a Ford man way back then. So it's, it just keeps rolling on there, man. Well, that's all I need to know about you, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh well, let's go back to Darlington buddy. Um, in the truck series, it was the second race of the playoffs for the Camping World Trucks. There was a few caution early, and then stage one was won by John Hunter Nemechek, then Crafton, Zane Smith, Creed, Friesen, Gillen, Hosevar, Chandler Smith, Kligerman, and Rhodes. Uh, Rhodes tried a slide job shortly after that. Three trucks collided, Rhodes, Jack Wood, and Chris Wright, and that ended, uh, that ended poorly. You know, the one thing that I saw was back uh, early in that race when uh... – um, Tate Fogelman had a piece come out and <laughs> it uh, dropped the drive shaft and it looked like the yoke or the uh, universal went absolutely flying through the air and I don't even know where that landed thank god that didn't end up in the crowd but it was I remember seeing that part just go zipping skyward and who knows where that ever ended up but that uh, scary stuff flying through the air there oh no doubt don't uh, definitely don't want to see that uh, stage two was won by Sheldon Creed. Then it was Chandler Smith, Nemechek, Crafton, Hosevar, Zane Smith, Gilliland, Friesen, Kligerman, and Tanner Gray. Zane ended up missing his pit box there under that caution. And then Krause and Lawless Allen made contact. Lawless went around. Uh, Lawless also didn't have very nice things to say about Derek Krause, him and his team. <laughs> well, Darlington will bring the best of you, ain't it? Um, you know, something about Darlington was that patch that was in turn two and you know, that, uh, that changed the characteristics of that corner uh, all weekend. Yeah, it did for sure. Uh, that was, that was interesting, that patch over there. Yeah, but, uh, 
Uh, well, yeah, it was what if uh, people were running that whole different all weekend, but that patch was there, and it was uh, um, probably going to see some more of that maybe. If they're going to start patching it like that, maybe you might find some other places on that track. Yeah, that's very true. Hmm. Uh, Sheldon Creed goes on to win the race over Nemechek, Friesen, Gilliland, Kligerman, Enfinger, Chandler Smith, Sauter, Zane Smith, and Crafton. Uh, that was Creed's second win in a row. So he he advanced previously. Nemechek would also advance due to points after this. And then uh, we'll get into the points here after they go to Bristol. Yeah, Sheldon Creed, boy, uh, he looked like he's looking like the champion that he was, man. He's going to be hard to defend against him. Very hard. And, you know, they weren't up to par uh, halfway through the season or so, but maybe they were working on some stuff for the playoffs. That's why the playoffs is kind of interesting because, and we talked about this previously, you never know who's working on stuff for the playoffs and, and how that's going to change when you when you enter the playoffs there. Yep, that's for sure, man, for sure. The Xfinity race uh, at Darlington also happened that weekend. Uh, Sam Mayer was in the race. He had a hard slap. He continued for for uh, for now, and then there was no caution with that. There was a plug wire issue for Hemrick. Uh, Gregson had rear brakes locking up. Uh, Hamlin got loose underneath a lap car in three and four in the last type of stage and goes around. Hemrick, Hemrick was right there after pitting with the plug issue and wins the stage. Somehow he came back from that. Uh, Gregson, AJ, Elmendinger, Haley, Hamlin, Harrison Burton, Cindric Jones, Snyder, Elgire were the rest of the top ten. When the heck is Hemrick going to win a race, man? He's been uh, <laughs> he's been up front all year, but he just can't seem to find the number one spot, dude. I, I, I'm just waiting on him, you know, for him to come around and win a race. He's uh, well overdue. Yeah, you couldn't have said it any better. Well overdue, and he, you know, he wins the stages, and then something happens in that final stage, and he it just ah can't get it. Yeah, one of these days he'll pull it out. He sure has been fast enough. Yeah, that was something with Sam Merritt. It only took him two laps, and he was already in the wall. Um, watching him lately, he sure has been aggressive, and a lot of bad luck has been coming his way lately too. So. Yeah, it, he's had tough luck, and things have just happened to him throughout the whole season when he's been in that Xfinity car, which is unfortunate because this is a really good opportunity. Obviously, he's in the in the ride for next year too, so um, maybe learning just a, a little bit here to get in on full cylinders next year. Yeah, well, <laughs> heck of a learning curve what he's been going through, uh, uh, dealing with all kinds of issues, you know, especially when he was on fire. Um, on pit road with the right front that was on fire for him. So <laughs> he was even dealing with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hamlin and David Starr made contact on pit road. Starr was entering pit road. Hamlin tried to pass to driver left, which you're not supposed to do. They make contact. Uh, Hemrick and Jones make contact. Jones goes hard into, into the inside wall. Excuse me. The last two laps of the stage were absolutely crazy three wide at Darlington uh, stage two was won by Gregson. Then it was Hamlin, Sindrick, Elgire, Hemrick, Elmendinger, Harrison Burton, Austin Dillon, Haley, and Snyder. Uh, I think there was even more than three wide, man. I thought I saw four wide there at the stage end with two to go, but uh, wow. You know, you know me, I love Darlington, man. That's, that's my favorite place to watch a race. That's on my bucket list. I told, I told my wife, I said, we're, we're going to Darlington. She goes, where is that? And I said, South Carolina. 
and uh, you know, to do some Myrtle Beach and and you know, and uh, definitely want to pick up uh, go to Darlington. You know, someday down if I'm in the neighborhood down there, I'm going to do that. Yeah, it's on my bucket list as well. There's a few before that, but I also love Darlington, the way it races. Don't like it so much on iRacing, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, Tommy Joe Martins had an issue, and Herbst got into him. He had nowhere to go. Timmy Hill was on the front row. He had an issue, and the top lane checked up big time. That cost Hemrick a ton there. Talk about bad luck with Hemrick. Uh, Jones spins with 10 or so to go. Most had tires left, and they pit. Hemrick pit earlier, so he stayed out. Hamlin barely beats Gregson on pit road, but had qu- equipment over the wall too soon. Ouch for Hamlin. Boy, but what, with Herbst that just nailed that uh, that slow car that was just sitting there. <laughs> you know, you watch the in-car camera. Whoever was in front of him also, he swerved. And there was Martins that was just, I think that was Martins, right? And he just absolutely pummeled him dead in the groove. And, uh, yeah, I got in capital letters on my notes. Uh, whammo! <laughs> Never saw what I mean, what do you do? All of a sudden, you look up and there's a car going a quarter of the speed right in the groove. And, jeez, uh, <laughs> you know, didn't even have time to hardly hit the brake pedal. Yeah, it, uh, it happens fast for sure. Um, Hemrick ended up spinning, but they stayed green. A little inconsistency there. AJ also had an issue, and then there was a caution for debris, which brought it to overtime. Noah Gregson picks up his first win in the season. Then it was Harrison Burton, Sindrick, Haley, Jeb Burton, Elgaya Reddick, Clement Snyder, and LeBay. Yep. Um, finally, finally, Gregson finally pulls off a victory. So uh, he was well overdue, too. Yep, I would agree with that, and you'll see that uh, we'll talk a little bit more about him going forward as well. Uh, the Cup race at Darlington, the first race of the playoffs for the Cup Series. Alex Bowman had a tire issue. Byron caught him with the right rear. Two playoff drivers with issues early there. Then McDowell gets loose out of two and clobbers the inside wall. There's another playoff driver having trouble early. Yeah, he clobbered the wall all right. He come out of the corner and he hit that and just uh... – Yep, we've seen that many times coming off a of two there, you know, and then they come across the track, and there's no saving it once when you go across there. It's always a hard hit into that inside wall. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's saying it lightly. Uh, under one of the yellows, Bowman had a fire on the car, still able to continue, though. That was interesting. Uh, Hamlin wins stage one. Larson, Kurpush, Blaney, Harvick, Truex, Reddick, Elmarola, Chastain, and Logano were the top ten. Yeah, the 48, I don't know if that was an electrical issue, and then all of a sudden, yeah, then he had a fire in the rear end, and yeah, he had uh, he had all kinds of things going on in that first stage. Yeah, for sure. Um, Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon make contact. Kyle goes hard into the outside well. He hit cones, and, and people were in the way as he was making his way to the garage. He ends up getting fined 50000 for that move there. He was obviously frustrated. Uh, you have to keep your head on a swivel when you're in the pits, though, but uh, he was going a little too fast and in a little bit too of a, of a hurry there. There was a guy with tires there, and, you know, those people know, but there's people down there that don't necessarily know, and it just you just have to be a little more careful than what he was. Well, if he, if he would have hit somebody, guess what? It's too late, you know. Uh, the $50,000 fine, I thought, was, uh, was, was the right call. Um, once again, he, uh, he kind of degraded himself by sitting there swearing on national TV, you know, just like, uh, like Kyle does with his frustration. Um, 
Yeah, hopefully there's a lesson there. Just like I, you know, you're in the heated battle, but you got to think of other people, especially when you charge into the pits like that. Just like that was jaw dropping, but uh, I guess I expect nothing less from Kyle Busch. <laughs> That's my opinion. Well, I appreciate your opinion. I will say that, like I said before, people need to have their head on a swivel. You know, the drivers have responsibility as well. But uh, if everyone was bland, no one would be paying attention. So Kyle brings uh, brings a little bit of excitement and extra passion out of fans. Uh, I think I heard a little bit out of you there. So uh, if everyone was vanilla, it wouldn't be the sport that we all love. So I appreciate Kyle Busch. Yeah, that's that's true. But, boy, it would have been a whole different story if he would have hit somebody. Um, you know, it's, it's dangerous enough as it is, you know, as much as we spend time in the pits, you know, and keeping your head on a swivel. And then, then, uh, you know, when you got somebody out of the ordinary, come charging into the pits like that, um, that's something that could be avoided. Um, so the fine was there. Uh, um, it is what it is. Uh, hopefully Kyle can learn from it and other racers too, to, you know, just kind of think, think first before you uh, react like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he, you know, Kyle, you spoke on his comments. He said it wasn't AD's fault. They were running like uh, crap or a different four letter word for crap. Um, <laughs> but uh, Truex also had a loose wheel, but there was debris on the front stretch. So that kind of saved him. Bell stayed out and was leading. He hit um, whatever was there under caution, that uh, panel or whatever was there. But it turns out he actually hit it under green a few laps earlier as well. Yeah, there was yeah the twenty hit it twice too. Christopher Bell hit that, uh, and so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Truex got lucky that the caution came out when that happened. Yeah, uh, then Byron had a left front go down hard hit into turn one, and they actually had a camera right there, and you could hear the thud when he hit. Yeah, straight into the wall, wham. Boy, I remember the days before the soft wall. That one, that one would have uh, felt that one. But uh, yeah, the soft soft wall sure did its job there. You can see how the rebound was on that one. So the camera was right, right in the right spot. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, man, um, don't like to see that, but it's incredible work that those cameras uh, work like that. The places they got them and the. The things that you get to see in here are incredible. You know, and Byron was working his way in back into the top 10 after that early incident, so that was super unfortunate. There's another playoff driver with trouble at Darlington. Stage two was won by Larson, then it was Bell, Chastain, Hamlin, Harvick, Kurt Busch, Logano, Elliott, Blaney, and LaJoy inside the top 10. Harvick ended up having a loose wheel. Blaney spun with 49 to go due to brake issues. There's more brake issues for the Penske uh, team. Uh, interesting timing with the two pit strategies going on there as well. Yeah, there was no breaks with uh, with Blaney, so he just spun her out, and you know, and then Truex got caught for speeding on pit road, so that ruined his day, you know, and and then uh, yeah, there was all kinds of action going on there <laughs> at Darlington. Um, yeah, good stuff, man. Chase Elliott then had a tire go down, pretty hard slap to the wall. Contact from three wide caused that. Denny Hamlin goes on to win his first race of the season over Larson, Chastain, Truex, Harvick, Kurt Busch, Kozlowski, Logano, Busher, and Austin Dillon. Um, amazing that we went that far into the season with Hamlin not winning. I'm watching Larson saying that he's tried a video game. He tried a video <laughs> game move, you know, and just do a ricochet off the wall. 
And uh, him, by gum, he almost pulled that off. I mean, he was right into the back of Hamlin there. But uh, did you see what was left of that car? I mean, he, he really scrubbed the right side of that car. And uh, I don't know how the owner would feel about that. I know these cars are on their, their last leg that they're not going to race them anymore. But, man, that right side of that five car was really, <laughs> was really rubbed up pretty good. I was just going to pose that question. How would you feel if you're Rick Hendrick uh, with that? Are you happy that he tried or are you disappointed that the car comes back destroyed because it was destroyed? It was destroyed, but boy, you got any kudos to try to make a win, man. I mean, the fans just got to love that to saying he's going all out for that victory and uh, um, good stuff, man. I enjoyed that. Yeah, Darlington's always good, uh, and it was, it didn't disappoint once again. Uh, we move on to Richmond with the Xfinity race. AJ got by Tommy Joe Martins just at the line to win stage one. Then it was Cindric Gibbs, Jaley, Harrison Burton, Hemrick Gregson, Boyd, and Emerling. CJ McLaughlin had an issue and tries to pit. Jade Buford was there. McLaughlin spins after contact. Stage two would end under yellow. Gibbs... Uh, Elmendinger, Harrison Burton, Gregson, Hemrick, Sindrick, Mayer, Herbst, Sieg, and Nemechek inside the top ten. You know, it only took four laps, and then they started emphasizing on watching Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, you know, it was great to follow 24th place there for a while. Um, when he tried to get around Williams and um, he bumped him a few times, and if you watch the podcast, and it, it was they all talked it out and everything like that, but uh, they were showing more of Dale Earnhardt Jr. than they were watching uh, the main part of the, <laughs> the beginning of the race. But uh, I know how much of a junior fan you are, so you probably uh, enjoyed the heck out of that. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it wasn't as bad for me because I'm a junior fan. I don't think he was 24th at that point. I mean, they showed him a few times. But I think it is cool to kind of see him come back and follow him a little bit. Could they do a better job of it? Maybe. Um, I know the non-junior fans probably are sensitive to it and, and pay attention to it a little more. Sounds like uh, that was your your instance as well. But uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know what to say, I guess. Yeah. So, but all in all, it was a good race. Uh, it was got, it was something at the end where actually drivers had to put scuffs back on, you know, because uh, guys all ran out of tires and some, some tried to hang on and um, it made it uh, for an interesting race at the end, you know, with people uh, putting scuffs on Dale, Dale Jarrett said that I, I wouldn't like that. He goes, I wouldn't like the feel of the car. Ever after uh, a tires go through a heat cycle, um, interesting uh, um, information that came from Dale Jarrett on that. Um, all in all, good race. Um, Richmond, uh, you know, sometimes there's a day race, sometimes there's a night race. I mean, it's like two different racetracks when you run there on days or at night. So, um, otherwise, all in all, good race. I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ogata and Josh Williams make contact. Williams spun there. Uh, there were about four or five cars that had a set lift, like you were saying, Haler, Haley, Mayer, Dale Jr., and, and a few others. It was going to be interesting with 20 to go to see how those tires could go going. Burton was leading at the time of caution. Uh, they did pit for scuffed tires there. Another caution came out one lap later when Martin slammed the wall. Then the ninth caution came out when Clement spin. So there was caution filled there at the end. Uh, Noah Gregson goes back to back and holds off Justin Haley, who had fresh tires. Then it was Nemechek, Elgeyer, Herbst, Hemrick, Gibbs, Brown, Harrison Burton, Jeb Burton, 
top 10. You know, the interesting thing about this, this was run on 9-11, the 20th anniversary of it. Hard to believe it's 20 years at times uh, for sure. You know, uh, he, he, Gregson was only three years old on September 11th, but he was emotional in victory lane. And uh, it was kind of like a surreal moment. I, I don't know. It uh, It's hard to think that like people his age, and I, I just was hanging out with a, a person who was four years old when September 11th happened. And uh, it's surreal that they don't really have any memory of, of it other than seeing um, clips afterwards, but uh, you could tell that uh, Noah had a lot of motion in him winning on that day. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, things that were going on there. Everybody got a flag there from lap nine to eleven, and you know, TV was they they stopped commenting on it, so saw kind of a little bit of reflection. And hey, they ended up nine eleven to one and two at the end. And uh, I was up by my mom's watching the race, and I said, "Look at this nine eleven and nine eleven finishing." Uh, pretty, pretty cool. Um, you know, uh, John Hunter Nemechek, you know, he got a third place out of that. And, uh, um, you know, as much as well as he's doing in the, in the, uh, truck series, um, what a run for him. Um, you know, and then Ty Gibbs, you know, he just keeps showing, <laughs> he keeps showing his colors, how, how that young kid can just get on the track and just, uh, put it down, you know, so, um, good race all the way around. Uh, yep. Good, good Richmond race. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with Nemechek when he was running for front row, and then he goes back to the truck series to try to get some more wins. Nemechek, and I'll say this quite frankly, does not belong in the truck series. He belongs at the top two. I'll say probably the cup series, uh, but there's going to be a little bit of a progression here now since he went back to the truck series most likely, but uh, he doesn't belong there. He shows uh, how well of a driver he is. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a good race. Richmond puts on a good show. Yeah, there was some strategy where some guys actually didn't take tires at the end, you know, and Junior was one of them, and then he got caught for speeding, <laughs> and that uh, that ruined that uh, strategy move like that, and uh, I guess him and Weatherman got into it, and he did some damage on the back bumper, and <laughs> and there was a heated uh, conversation with that. Sam Mayer, he was up there, you know, running good there um, in the 99 car, um, all in all, a good run by him. Um but, uh, yeah, all in all, there was a lot of strategy that worked, uh, and uh, Noah Gregson pulls off two in a row. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of uh, Junior and Weatherman, I listened to that podcast after, and it sounds like Weatherman kind of cleared himself and put Junior in the wall, so under caution, uh, Junior got into the back bumper three or four times, and he said, you know, from the booth, it doesn't look as good, and I'm not proud of it, but, damn, does it feel good when you're behind the wheel. And yeah. him and Weatherman. <laughs> Him and Weatherman had a discussion after the race, and uh, basically Weatherman was like, why did you ruin my bumper? I have to work on my car. And Junior's like, well, you you ran me in the – what about my car? You know, like just because I don't work on it, my car doesn't matter. And then uh, apparently Weatherman's team and them put uh, on the back bumper where it was punched in, and Junior was here. So Junior was walking back to do the cup race, him and Burton – they stopped because Junior saw it and they took a picture with Wellerman's team, but I'm sure Wellerman still isn't the happiest. But I will say that, like, just because you work, I mean, you did damage to his car. Is it right, wrong? I don't know. We'll call it even. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But also, Junior got into it with Josh Williams there early, and it was just one of those learning experiences for Junior hopping back in the car and 
Uh, they had Josh Williams on the podcast, and it was all it was all good. Uh, Josh Williams is uh, is a good driver, a good dude. We met him down in Madison, and uh, it was cool to see him and Junior talk about it and not really hash it out, but just discuss things and uh, their thoughts and feelings on it. Yeah, with Junior being like that uh, in the car, there's a little extra insight. You know, he's even talking about um, trying to run the new uh, the new Cup car that's coming out and. He just wants to practice it, and he said he's going to talk to Hendrick and Jeff Gordon or whatever and try to get some insight so when he's in the booth, he knows what he's talking about of the feel of the, the new car that's coming out. But as for uh, racing it, uh, he doesn't see that happening. But uh, it looks like he's talking about maybe uh, coming back next year, maybe running a Martinsville race or something like that. So, you know, race is one, one race a year, you know. That's, uh, that's hard to do, you know, if you're not racing all the time. And then, uh, you know, and just jump in the car and go against that tough competition. And a lot of guys are trying to make names for themselves. And there's some aggressive racing that goes on in the middle of the pack, you know. And so there's some extra insight, you know, and I'm, I'm glad Junior does do that. Uh, it gives you a little extra information. Yeah, and, you know, you think about it, too. Not only is he doing one race a year, he's against stiff competition. Then he has to come from the back because there's no qualifying. Yeah, and no practice, you know, and just like, here you go, jump in, go. And, you know, that's that's tough for anybody, you know, and somebody that has as many lapses as he had around Richmond, you know, he had to work his butt off all day to get what he got. He probably would have got maybe a top seven if he would have got penalized there for that speeding. Uh, still got a 14th place, and he brought it home in one piece. So, all in all, good run Friday by him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good race uh, for the Xfinity Series at Richmond. It was it was exciting. Uh, Cup Series was also at Richmond. Larson had to go to the rear due to failing pre-race tech. Twice, Custer had to do so as well. Truex jumped the start on Hamlin and had to come down pit lane. He was not happy about that. Kurt Busch had a left rear go down and goes hard into the wall. Just uh, kind of chaos early. You know, that Truex, and if you looked at it real close, you can actually see the 11's tires just a spinning away. And uh, the rule is the rule that the leader's got to be back to the line. Uh, got, got to get to the line first. Um, yeah, I can understand why uh, Truex, uh, he uh, was upset about that. And then, you know, uh, uh, Kyle Busch got, got caught for equipment interference penalty, and it was a tire that just kind of rolled into the next pit lane. And uh, that was more or less, uh, um, it interfere, interfered with the, the driver, the car that was in the next box. The tire changer had to actually move around because his tire was rolling through the uh, um, through his pit lane. Boy, that was a scary wreck by Kurt Busch, huh? God, that reminded me of Jerry Nadeau, same spot, pancake. You know, that brought that tire, that car went around so fast and, you know, and just when, when a car pancakes a wall like that, that is just so scary, you know, and I was so glad to see that uh, um, he uh, walked away from that. And then, then the carcass of the, the tire rolled down the track and uh, Bubba Wallace got that caught under the car. And so, um, but uh, yeah, good to see Kurt Busch walk away from that, man. That was scary. Yeah, for sure. I thought of Jerry Nadeau as well. And, you know, we were just talking about Junior. He was on the uh, Dale Junior download recently, and I listened to that one because I remember, I, I wonder what, you know, I was, I was 10 or so years old when that happened to him probably. And uh, kind of interesting to hear back from Jerry Nadeau because my memory isn't as good from, God, that's, you know, how many years ago and I was still a young kid having other, <laughs> other thoughts and stuff. So 
Um, but yeah, glad to see Kerr walk away. And then on top of it, his future teammate hits that carcass, like you just said. But um, yeah, glad to see Kurt walk away at the end of it. Hamlin wins stage one. It was Hamlin, Elliott, Logano, Larson, Blaney, Chastain, Kozlowski, Truex, Harvick, Almirola. Chase Elliott had to back up in his pit stop. He actually lost a lap due to that. That was going to be an uphill battle for him from then on out. Hamlin also won stage two. Kyle Busch, Truex, Larson, Logano, Bell, Chastain, Almirola, Harvick uh, were inside the top 10, and that's where Chase got the lucky dog finally. Yeah, the 42 got into Chase. Or, yeah, and uh, and I think Chase thought that maybe he was over the line. And, you know, Chastain, you know, he didn't, didn't look like he really made any contact with him, but you could see the damage on the back left of the nine car. And then he backed up, you know, and was already up on the jack, and the tires were off. And, um, boy, that's scary stuff if somebody had the fingers up inside the wheel well there. You know, that could do some damage on some fingers. But, uh, oh, yeah, and that cost him a lap, you know. So, um, boy, just uh, a bang, bang kind of thing on pit road there. Yeah, and it was interesting. When you looked at that, it really wasn't even that close. He wasn't even close to being over. So, um, just unfortunate. Yeah, that's for sure. But, uh yeah, yeah, he probably thought that he was over, and the other guys jacked the car up already, and then the car fell off the jack, and oh boy, just became chaotic real there. And he's lucky he only lost one lap out of that, and didn't cause more damage. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Kyle Busch was speeding on uh, pit road, what could have been a, a fast pit stop there. He could have won, but Truex goes on to win. Hamlin, Bell, Elliott, Logano, Larson, Chastain, Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Blaney inside the top 10 there and i have a little note here bass pro goes two for two at richmond because gregson won earlier in the day yep they were thanking johnny morris again from bass pro shop so yep that was a good run on there um yeah the 10 had a loose wheel you know and, and kyle that boy god there's been a lot of penalties on pit road you know people are being really aggressive the i don't know what was up with the 34 you know he uh Every time he turned around, McDowell, he was speeding earlier, and then he got caught speeding again, and then he came back in, and they got him again. So I think they didn't have the tax set right on, on that car. And, um, you know, Bubba Wallace, he he went hard into the turn one wall too. Um, I understand he's got a new crew chief now um, with the 23 trying to make that vehicle perform better. Yeah, Mike Wheeler uh, got promoted and he got a new crew chief, and I don't have uh, the name on me as of as of yet, but we might have that later on. Would um, that be Booty Booty Barker? Doesn't that sound it, right? I think that that's is. Yep, there's an old name that that came back, and so yeah, that'll try to get that team back together. That is correct, Booty Barker. Yeah, um, most recently Booty was working with uh, the Gibbs organization in the ARCA series and helping out with the trucks a little bit, I guess. Uh, Booty, I remember him. He was the crew chief for Casey Mears for a lot of years in that Geico number 13 for Jermaine Racing. He also did a lot of stuff uh, back in the day, too, with some uh, higher higher uh, level teams as well. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I didn't hear that name for a while, and then all of a sudden that popped up recently and said, oh, yeah, I remember that name. And, yeah, he's a good guy, so we'll see if they can get that 23 car point in the right direction. For sure. Uh, then we go into Bristol. It's Bristol, baby. Uh, the trucks race, uh, this would be a cutoff race for the trucks. A couple of early wrecks again. Sheldon Creed wins stage one. Hill, Crafton, Zane Smith, Enfinger, Hosevar, Friesen, Gillen, Ankrum, and Sauter were your top ten. Then Drew Dollar spins off a turn two. Others get collected. There was a red flag there. 
Yeah, that was that was a major wreck there. Yeah, it only took to the lap four, and Sam Mayer he got uh, he got in damage, and um, he was showing his frustration when he was in front of the camera. And Tanner Gray did his typical uh, uh, spin and four, and he uh, put her up against the wall. So um, yeah, Bristol baby, it was on, and uh, it only got better as as the night went on there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Creed also wins stage two. Ankrum, Hill, Zane Smith, Chandler Smith, Nemechek, Friesen, Enfinger, Klagerman, Crafton, where you top 10 there. What a save for Klagerman. A, a close call for Zane Smith, but Klagerman got turned there and he had a heck of a save. Yeah, good wheel man there, man. That was a good save. Yep, I jotted that down on my notes. Yeah, and there would be another one the weekend that looked very similar, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Joe Cobb got loose in front of Zane. Zane makes contact, Cobb spins, Taylor Gray and Purdy were involved in that one. A couple of minor incidents later on. And then Austin Hill in a crash with 10 to go. He came down on Josh Berry, wrecks hard into the inside wall, comes back across the track, collects Deegan, a second red flag there. Hard hit. Glad to see that everyone was okay. And that one, that was a that was a hard shot that Austin Hill took, and that ended his playoff run. You know, and it was really strange, man. He was going to go and he was going to squeeze him down, and uh, you know, and he chopped him and sent him flying. But yeah, and then Deegan got got right in there. There's no place to hide when a car comes ricocheting across the track like that. Um, yeah, Austin Hill. I just like I just shook my head like what were you thinking, dude? All he had to do was just hold his own and uh, like they say, you just kind of hide in your own position there and just finish the race off, and he, he'd be in he'd be in the playoffs right now. But um, yeah, he just uh, just decided to try to um, try to have the twenty five burp burp the gas there and let him in, and it didn't work. And wow, that was a heck of a hit there, man. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, and then another wow. Chandler Smith wins to advance. He pretty much needed to win there. Um, unbelievable. He he muscled past Creed, who was dominant, and then got by Nemechek after Nemechek got by him due to the racing with Creed there. Nemechek kind of got loose off of a corner there, and uh, he struggled after that. He actually finished, uh, I believe it was third Nemechek uh, finished there. So um, he was struggling a little bit. I know a lot of people are saying that Nemechek handed Chandler Smith the win. I totally disagree with that. I will say that Nemechek, I mean, I'm going to, Nemechek almost gave him the bumper there into the corner. I think that was turn three they went into. So I think Nemechek was trying to win. I think, um, I don't know. I I'm, I listened to Nemechek interview on Sirius XM. They flat out asked him if, if there was any funny business going on. He said, absolutely not. In fact, I almost, I tr tried to get into his bumper to get back by him. So I'll take his word for it. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me. That's fine. Um, but Smith, then Enfinger, Nemechek, Friesen, Sauter, Hosevar, Crafton, Zane Smith, Rhodes, and Gillen were your top ten. You know, that, that lineup for the, the that restart, that actually went on where Nemechek lined up. He actually did kind of give Chandler Smith a, a chance to say, here you go, you know. Um, yeah, Nemechek still tried to get him. He almost put the bumper to him. Um, yeah, I can see how some people say that he gave it to him, but it is what it is. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, Enfinger, he, uh, you know, he's, I don't understand why he ever lost that ride and he, he runs good there. Um, got a second place. Uh, how about Hosevar? There's a, there's a guy that's just been chugging away and just doing, doing real well. Um, yeah, he's in the points, uh, he's championship here. So, 
Um, yeah, quite an exciting race. Um, I was surprised when uh, the uh, Sheldon Creed, I mean, he was kind of, he had no left front tire and he was bouncing off of this one, that one. And then he spun around, did a 360, and there still was not a caution there. Um, surprising, but uh, um, didn't get the caution there. Um, good that it finished the way it did. <laughs> it was a good Bristol race. It's Bristol, baby, and uh, it showed its colors there for sure. Yeah, the Sheldon Creed thing, yeah, there probably should have been a caution there, but it uh, the race was still good. Um, yes, I think Nemechek was nice to his teammate on the restart. I still will not say that he gave him the win. There's again, there's going to be a lot of people that say, Oh, we let him buy. It just appeared like he was loose. I think he was loose because uh, you saw a lot of trucks struggle with that in that sticky stuff there at the bottom. If you didn't hit it just right, that you got loose. And that's what it looked like. And he almost hit the wall coming out of the corner, in fact. And that's why Chandler got back by him and they almost made contact going into that corner. But uh, so he was nice on the, on the pickling thing. I don't, I will not say that he gave him the race though. No, I won't say that either. But he did set him up once when they won the lineup for the, the restart was there. Hey, how about Todd Gilliland finishes 10th, and he does not make it in. I mean, there was so the tight, the points was so tight through that area. And once when the race was all over, all of a sudden, just like, well, Gilliland, you're out. You know, and that only because Chandler Smith won. That was the only way Chandler Smith was going to get in is if he won the race. So um, <laughs> quite interesting that uh, – he got left out, Yellow Land. Yep. Um, so these are the uh, – so Creed advanced with two wins, Chandler Smith advanced with his win, then Nemechek, Kraft, and Friesen, Hosevar, Rhodes, and Zane Smith advanced. Uh, Hosevar was plus three, Rhodes was plus two, and Zane Smith was plus two. Gillen was the first one out of minus two. And Hill, even though it was incident, was only minus eight. So very tough, very uh, – and we expect that out of the truck series, right? Very competitive. Nemechek – We'll go into round two with a pretty significant lead, a 24-point lead. So he has 3,050 points. Created will be at 3,026. Rhodes will be 31 off of Nemechek, so that would be 3,019. Zane Smith will be at 3,009. Chandler Smith will be at 3,004. Hosevar will be 3,002, and Friesen will be 3,001. Um, so as of right now, Nemechek, Creed, Rhodes, and Zane Smith would advance. Chandler Smith is the first one out, minus five from Zane Smith. Yes, sir. So there's there's only four races left in the truck truck series. You know, Vegas next weekend, and then uh, take a weekend off. Then Talladega, boy, talk about unpredictable there. And then they're off for three weeks in Martinsville, and then we'll find out who the final four is. Man, this truck series, man, it's hard to say who's going to pull this off, man. It's going to be a good one. I think you have two front runners, Creed and Nemechek. Yeah. Um, but the thing about it is you just never know. You never know. And in, in the truck series, to, in my opinion, is the most competitive and hard to pick. Well, you know, a Talladega sandwich right in the middle, that is so unpredictable. And, hey, Martinsville, all you got to do is just bump somebody's tire and cut a tire, and that changes everything. So, um, yeah, and then Vegas, we'll see what happens there. So, um, all in all, it's going to be interesting to see the final in the trucks here. Looking forward to it. Absolutely loving it. Uh, the Sydney race was at Bristol on Friday night. Stage one was won by Justin Elgeyer, Hemmick, Gregson, Haley, Mayer, Almondinger, Sindrick, Jones, Gibbs, and Harrison Burton round out the top ten. 
Matt Mills tried to throw, throw a water bottle at one point at Spencer Boyd, but he hit the tro -tuck truck um, little cord there, so that didn't look good. Joe Graff Jr. and Allgaier make contact. Allgaier spins. What a – I shouldn't even say he spin. He saved it. Another one that just looked like Kligerman's save, maybe even better. Um, that was a case where I don't know why Allgaier squeezed um, Graff up to the wall like that. Yeah, well, that, that's all tight racing, and uh, I don't, yeah, just see that seven car go flying into the corner like that sideways dirt tracking, and somehow the, the banking saved him. Um, I thought that was interesting early in that race when Spencer Boyd brought that gas can out on the racetrack, and that thing was dumping gas on both sides, and, and just, you know, and the pit guys just drive right up there and just like, man, you know, thinking about a fire or whatever like that. And uh, it just didn't seem like they even considered that. And I was like, man, look at the gas pouring out of that gas can. I was surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, uh, Dale Jr. said that maybe they're going to take a, maybe they should take a look at that and make sure the bottom is more secure and the top's more secure. Yeah. She was really pouring, <laughs> you know, and they just picked up the can and then they threw it in the back of the pickup truck while it was still leaking all over the place. You know, and it's just like, Wow, they didn't even they, they, they acted like it was water, not gas. I'm just like, geez, you know, all you need is a fire there, man. That would uh, wake everybody up real fast. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know the other thing about it too is that um, safety worker took a spill because he stepped on it. It was probably where it, the paint was on it, and it got slippery, and he went down. And you know they were kind of joking kind of not but they said that must have hurt and you know what that would hurt that's that you know it looked like he was up here in wisconsin slipping on ice and just went completely down yep oh my gosh it's <laughs> so yeah slipped on that and then before you know it you're on the ground yeah um wow that's a, that's all i'll say uh hemrick wins stage two algeyer gregson haley Sindrick. Almendinger, Gibbs, Jones, Sieg, and Jeb Burton were the top 10. Sindrick squeezed Mayer into the wall. Mayer hit harder than Sindrick did. Both were okay. Um, Mayer, uh, Martins and Starr wreck out of turn four, and then that's where Mayer uh, was bumping Sindrick under caution. Sindrick told the spotter to talk to Mayer's uh, spotter and ask him to stay calm, but um, – that why put yourself in the? I didn't understand why Cindric did that either. But they're racing hard. It's Bristol. You're trying to fight for every inch. But uh, if if this this is how I'll look at it. If Cindric asks the spotter and my spotter, if I'm mayor and the spotter comes over and says, "Hey, Cindric wants you to stay calm," that's probably going to piss me off even more. <laughs> yeah, you would think so for sure. Why? But when they're bouncing off the wall like that, that that. Uh... Them Xfinity cars, man, they hold up really well. You you think of tire rubbing and everything like that, but they just keep right on going, man. It's unbelievable. And Mayer was that I mean that was for the lead. They Mayer was running well and he does well at Bristol. He won the truck race last night. So he was frustrated and he'll be more frustrated here in a minute. Uh Elgeyer, his teammate, makes contact with them as they were trying to get by left traffic. They were running second and third at that point. Mayer and Williams spun due to that contact. Um Obviously not not happy with the seven team there. Uh, AJ got to second because Algeyer went to the top behind Sindrick. And then, holy moly, this was the ending, uh, quite the ending. Uh, AJ and Sindrick make contact. Algeyer makes contact with Sindrick. Both were for the lead. Then they were three wide. AJ goes to lead. Sindrick spins as they come out of four. Both spin. Um, 
AJ wins, but it was a hard wreck there at the end, but what a finish. Yeah, what a finish. That was just kind of like crazy. Um, you know, earlier in that race when Allgaier and Gregson got, got pinched for speeding, um, you know, it's between the back stretch and the front stretch. And if you cut that corner too fast, you know, it's time versus distance there. And they got pinched there. And they said there was no way that Allgaier and, and Gregson were going to get back up to the front. But, boy, Allgaier was on a rail. And just for him to get back to the front – and uh, to, to be fighting it out at the end, um, man, there was some – and that was just for the win, dude. These guys were already in for the points, you know. And Cindric, uh, um, uh, he just took it uh, with the interview afterwards. Uh, he got booed right off the beginning, and then he talked about the fans, and then they cheered him, and it was – <laughs> it was really weird. All of a sudden, the whole place booed him, and then he thanked the fans for coming to the races, and then everybody cheered. So I, I never seen anybody get booed and cheered within ten seconds of each other. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to uh, mention that. So AJ won. Cindric was second. They crashed across the line. Then Herbst, Elgar, Jones, Haley, Harrison, Burton, Snyder, Mayer, and Hemrick. Um, and I'll tell you what, Cindric has grown up and matured because a few years ago. You know, he was going to hit you anyway, spin you out, didn't care. I think he spun out Kaz Grala one time at Canadian Motorsports Park uh, to take the win, but he's he's definitely grown up in that, that interview. It showed, you know, when they were booing him, he actually stopped talking. And I, and the, the announcer said it was almost like he didn't know what was going on, but I was wondering if he didn't know what was really going on, but at the same time was mad that they were booing him. He kind of had that look on his face. Um, but I'm sure he was frustrated after – leading there at the end and not uh, being able to win. He got roughed up a little bit, but uh, he stopped talking. They asked him another question. Also getting cheered. It was, uh, he said, I don't know what's going on. And uh, yeah, that was interesting. Thanks to fans. And they started cheering and then everything was all good, but uh, wow, did they wad him up at the end, man. They bounce off that wall. Once again, bounce off that inside wall and then come flying back up on the track and uh, collected a lot of cars. There was a, a few destroyed race cars after that race. But wow, for the Xfinity race, I'd have to call that was one of the top ones of the, of the year so far. That was a dandy. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty good. Uh, so AJ wins the regular season championship. Um, they're tied atop the standings for the playoffs at 2044. So that's uh, AJ and Cindric. Then Allgaier is 2020, Gregson 2017, Haley 2015, Hemrick 2014, uh, Jeb Burton 2009, Harrison Burton 2008, Snyder 2005, Jones 2003, Herbst 2001, and Clements 2000. Um, so it's going to be an interesting race to the championship here as we get going. Uh, speaking of that, we did uh, do our preseason playoff picks, Mark. You did a little better than me. You had a net making it, so you only missed uh, Jeremy Clements. And I'll tell you what, if a net doesn't have that problem, you go 12 for 12 uh, there pretty easily. I had a net, so I missed um, uh, Clements as well. And then I also had Sieg, so I missed Jeb Burton in addition to that. Um, I wasn't confident. In, I thought Jeb Burton would do well. I didn't expect him to do that well, so I missed on those two. Yeah, still good picks and picks way back before the season starts. So now the Xfinity series, um, they, their schedule mirrors the cup series. So, um, yep. Every day before the cup race, there's going to be, uh, they're going to be racing uh, the Xfinity series at all the tracks. So 
Um, should be <laughs> should be a good one there too, man. There's some good good guys there, and we're gonna see where it all goes here. Um, we're in the playoffs, baby. Yeah, and there's there's usually some surprises, but I think the top three you're looking at is uh, Elgar, Sindrick, and AJ, and maybe Gregson coming on late here. He might be the fourth there, is what I'm thinking. But you never know. There's always surprises. Yeah, that was pretty interesting when they had to wait at the in. in- infield care center and wait for the, <laughs> the winner to come out so they could interview him, you know, and, uh, Hey, you gotta like AJ. I mean, he's, uh, he's something else. Uh, I'm, uh, he's one of my favorites. I, you know, he, uh, he's, uh, he's quite the character and, uh, he, he really gets the fans all worked up and everything like that. I like AJ a lot. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve. That's for sure. And he tells it how it is. And, uh, good interview after with him too, but yeah, they had to wait till he was out of the infield care center. First time for that, I think, uh, but uh, you never know when you'll see that again because that's kind of what this playoff system brings about. But uh, I digress. Let's get into the Cup Series race. It was also the cutoff race for the Cup Series. Hamlin wins stage one. Larson, Elliott, Brad, Kozlowski, Blaney, Harvick, Kyle Busch, Bell, Truex, and Byron were the top ten. Newman squeezes Custer on the, I think it was the backstretch, and they wrecked Suarez and others got involved. And then at one point, LaJoy sent Alfredo into the wall, who collects BJ McLeod and Haley. Big hit for BJ McLeod. Uh, kind of the story of the weekend. There's another red flag. Yeah, there was a red flag there. You know, and after stage one, you know, uh, Chase Elliott, he got caught speeding on pit road. So that sent him to the back. And uh, boy, the 10 car, Almarola, they had a. All of a sudden, why are we smoking, you know? And then <laughs> he couldn't figure out why he was smoking it. The further, the further they went along, uh, the more it was smoking. And they actually had to put some oil dry down. And they went in and they changed an oil line just like that and didn't lose a lap. That was very impressive by the Almirola team. They got lu- – it was very good. But they got lucky because that caution stayed out for an extra two laps. And – it was because they thought maybe fluid was on the track. If that doesn't happen, um, they're out of it pretty quick. But, man, it, it, apparently they had the Harvick set up in that car, and he had that thing rocking around that place, man. He was uh, holding his own. I thought um, it's kind of a surprise he didn't make it at the end. But, uh, man, that 10 car was flying around that uh, Bristol track. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you're right. It was an unbelievable job. I said at the time too, unbelievable that they didn't lose a lap, even though that caution, uh, they left out with that caution, but, uh, good job by that team. Um, Larson wins stage two, Hamlin, Brad, Byron, Elliot, Harvick, Blaney, Bell, Reddick, and Kyle Busch were inside the top 10 there. Hamlin and Larson make contact and Hamlin's tire got cut. He goes into the wall. Then Kyle Busch had a flat tire. Um, then Kevin Harvick got into Elliott and chase had a flat, uh, then bell had a flat on top of it and got into Balicki where there was no caution. I hear of here in my notes, what is happening? Because it was just major, major chaos there for, I don't know, what do you say? Five or 10 laps. I was looking like with the 20 team, you know, when Bell came in and they just kind of stood there and looked at the car and the crew chief is yelling on the radio, change the damn tire. And they're just standing there like deer in the headlight. Like, are you guys are having a brain fart? What, what's going on there? Hey, did you notice that the flare on the skirt of the 48 car, if that car was not black, that car should have been penalized 
halfway through the race, and they left that skirt in front of the back tire bowed out at a 90-degree angle, and just because it was black, nobody could see that. I noticed it on TV, and that should have been a penalty, and somehow they let that slide. That 48 car should have been penalized. I did not see that. Uh, I'll have to look at that, but was it due to contact? Because then I think, I mean, was it a dangerous situation where it was stuck out that bad, or was it just for performance? Because if it got hit, they would let them leave it that way. So how bad was it, Mark? It was out at a 90-degree angle, and it looked like it was pulled on. And when they came off all the pits, I was like, look, look at that. And it was bent off to the outside. Now, I don't think that that's going to make that much of a difference for downforce on a small Bristol track. But uh, it was noticeable. But you, you really had to look at it. And when it was coming off a of three and four, you could see the reflection off the lights of it uh, just right in front of the uh, back tire on the left-hand side. But, uh, yeah, if that car would have been any other color, you would have been able to spot that in a heartbeat. But just because that car was black, it was not noticeable. Um, that was before the, even stage two was over with, and that that, flare, that car stayed flared out all the rest of the race. Wow. Uh, yeah, I didn't catch that. I'm going to have to go look back on that. That's uh, that's interesting there. And, and maybe they did notice it and just left it. I thinking it was damage or whatever happened there if they pulled on it maybe they didn't catch that but saw it i don't know that's interesting i'll uh be curious when i do see that um but yeah just chaos there for a little bit chaos at the end as well elliot wasn't happy with harvick he ran them kind of interesting and, and those two have a history too because even over the last few years well let's go back even further elliot and harvick had a relationship where actually harvick was kind of mentoring elliot that was when Stuart House Racing was Chevy. And even Harvick was driving for Junior a little bit there as well in the Xfinity Series. And then Stuart House Racing goes to Ford, and Elliott becomes competitive. And Harvick has made multiple comments about Elliott on the radio over the years since this has happened, saying that he doesn't like the way that Elliott races him. Um, but uh, Elliott, um, after the race, even says that Harvick gets into him quite a bit. And I have noticed that. Um, that Harvick does race Chase Elliott a little harder than the rest. I don't know why that is. If there's, there's obviously frustration there. Um, but Elliott ran him a little hard coming back through the pack to get one of his laps back. And then I even, I was over at a friend's house last night and, uh, watching the race. And I said, I wonder if Elliott's going to try to back Harvick up into Larson. So Larson can try to have a shot at this because I was thinking of like IndyCar where sometimes teammates will do that. And, and sure enough, that's what it appears happened. Elliot said he ran his line. Uh, I'll say that he wasn't the most friendly to Harvick. Um, <laughs> but uh, interesting that allowed Larson. That is exactly what happened. Larson got, was able to have an opportunity, got by Harvick. Harvick almost spun him. Uh, it was that close. But Larson goes on to win. Then it was Harvick, Byron, Blaney, Bowman, Brad Kozlowski, Truex, Jones, Hamlin, and Matt DiBenedetto. And then Chase and Harvick after. I have in here Chase and Harvick. Yeah. Because um, they were they were having a good discussion there. The only this is before I get your thoughts on this, Mark, the only thing that I'll or the first thing I'll say about this is Harvick didn't take off his helmet. And I have here take off your helmet, Harvick, because Harvick said it was a chicken blank move for what Elliot did, but 
in the past, if someone approached Harvick with a helmet on, he would also call that a chicken blank move. So if you're going to have that discussion and, and Harvick, take off your helmet. Yep, I totally agree. He walked up there with his helmet, you know, and Chase was standing. And uh, if he would have, if he would have threw a punch or something, then I really would have looked down at Harvick. Um, I am so glad that they sat and they talked about it. It's none of this. I'll text you next week. I mean, they settled it right there. Um, there was a reporter that was there that was recording it, and they both agreed that they didn't want that on the recording and somehow Harvick ended up in the nine hauler and uh, they talked it out and uh, you know what, what happens? uh, Let's say we're at Martinsville and uh, these two are going at it and only one gets in and (laughs) you know, this could actually um, see it down the line. Um, Interesting stuff. Great TV, great race, man. Um, That's what, that's what the fans just love to see everything about that. Um, I'm just glad no punches were um, were thrown and that they talked it out like they're supposed to. They didn't use their car as a weapon. Um, so all in all, awesome, excellent. I love it. Um, and we're going to move on. And, uh, you know, race car drivers, don't forget. And we got some places that are coming up that uh, this could actually come back to uh, come back to see what happens <laughs> later on down the line. Yeah, the other thing that frustrated me is there was a, I don't know if it's the CEO or there was a higher up with Kevin Harvick Incorporated. They're sitting there while they were discussing with that reporter there as well. That was Jordan Bianchi of The Athletic. Um, That guy was laughing at everything that Chase Elliott said, and he, quite frankly, should have got the hell out of there. He doesn't need to be in there either because, and Chase looked at him at one point and said something. And finally, when we went to the hauler, Harvick actually opened the door to the nine hauler, which I also found a little ironic. Uh, and they went in there and finally that guy stayed out of there, but that guy was, uh, you know, adding fuel to the fire too. And I just didn't care for how it was handled on Harvick's end. The helmet not coming off, the the official with Kevin Harvick Incorporated there adding the fuel to the fire. I just didn't care for that. It, it's driver against driver. Everyone else should stay out of it. Like that that I'm even getting fired up thinking about it because that could. I mean, if Chase was a different personality, let's say that's Kyle Busch, even though Kyle and Kevin are actually friendly now, uh, and that guy's doing that with with uh, Kyle Busch there. There's haymakers there. I'm sure of it because that. That's yeah, and I just think, and I'm I'm a friendly guy too, but that's gonna pee me off to the point of I've had enough, and yeah. uh, it's between no. us, and and that should not have been allowed. And I just frown on it on Kevin Harvick's side more than anything because he should have he he should have told that guy to get the hell out of there, and, and like he did the reporter because that to me is just uh, I just didn't care for it. Yeah, but that's the heat of the moment. They were trying to talk it out, and everybody's all holding everybody back. And just just thankful that no punches were thrown. I mean, Harvick was starting to get really agitated there at the end there while they were were out by the race cars. But how do you find yourself in the enemy's uh, hauler? All of a sudden, here, I'll hold the door for you. And they both agreed. All right, we'll we'll talk. You know, they both just walked off and went in, and I thought that was entertaining as hell. (laughs) How did all of a sudden – how the hell does he end up in that hauler over there? But uh, would you like to be a fly on the wall to see what was talked about there? But uh, I'm sure they agreed to disagree. 
and uh, you know that's that's Bristol. It brings out the best of short track racing, and um, but the fans are going to be talking about it, man. And that's what we want, you know, that we want that um, publicity that's out there. So all in all, I loved it. Um, and that's that's Bristol, man. And, and, and you know, people wanted the old Bristol back. You know, they put that secret sauce, that gooey sauce down on the on the bottom. Um, sort of wore out here on the, on the last cup race, you know, where people were actually running up on the way high groove. You know, a couple times you see Blaney hit that hit the dirt up and turn uh, turn four there, you know, and he got awful squirrely. Um, but uh, they were using that whole racetrack. Um, what a weekend for Bristol, man. I loved it all, man. It was uh, very good stuff, man. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Like you said, it was handled the way it should have been, and it was it was fun to watch. Um, it was fun to watch. And, uh, you know, Harvick, actually, they showed him exiting the hauler. Not exiting the hauler, but at some point after he was out of the hauler and he was still shaking his head. So um, there's been frustration, like I said, uh, especially in Harvick's end with Chase Elliott, which I'm surprised at because – there hasn't been really evidence shown that Chase Elliott has gotten to Harvick. The only evidence that I've seen, and Chase alluded to this, um, is that Harvick has got into Elliott and actually have cut tires down on Chase before. And, and I remember at least one more incident of that happening. So, um, I, you know, the other thing that I think the frustration is coming out is Elliott hasn't been running as well as uh, they probably expect to. Harvick's hasn't won this season, hasn't been the season he wanted to. So um, that definitely adds fuel to the fire there with the frustration. Well, that's frustrating. You running your ass off for three and a half hours at a tight little bull ring like that, and it comes down to the end, and the guy comes up and cuts your tire. I mean, okay, I don't know if Harvick, you know, he kind of washed out and went up the hill and then clicked tires and, and so be it, you know, that's got to be frustrating as hell. And if there's a somewhere down the line before that, uh, that we've had contact with tires, you know, that's going to get you frustrated and, you know, and Chase kind of, even the score, he, he, when he went by him, you know, with them fresh tires, he went by and he kind of rubbed the four car. <laughs> he rubbed them up just to let him know he wasn't happy, but all in all, pretty good stuff. Hey, uh, you know, too bad for Tyler Reddick not making it. I mean, he was probably at the end, he was like the top three fastest guy that was there. He gets a 12th place and, and he didn't make it. And Kurt Busch, they were out in left field all day with that car and they couldn't make it. And too bad Almirola didn't make it either. Um, there was some times there that he was just as fast as the four car. And, and then, well, we knew McDowell wasn't going to make it. So uh, those four got eliminated. So now we got uh, – now we re-rack them, and uh, off to Vegas we go next weekend, man. Yep, yep. So those are the four that were eliminated. Reddick and Almirola were the closest at minus two. You know, it was surprising. Kurt Busch was was out in left field, like you said. I did not expect that. A lot of people thought he could win that race, and he has dominated at Bristol before, and I don't know what happened to that team. But uh, those four are eliminated, Reddick, Almirola, Kurt Busch, and McDowell. So we re-rack them here. Larson with a substantial point lead. Larson has 3,059. Truex second, 3,029. Then Blaney, 3,024. Hamlin, 3,024. Kyle Busch, 3,022. Elliott, 3,021. Bowman, 3,015. 
Byron, 3014, Logano, 3013, Brad Kozlowski, 3008, Bell, 3005, Harvick, 3002. And that's how they'll look going into Las Vegas. Um, before we get into uh, silly season and schedule talk and our picks for Las Vegas, I have another note here on Bristol. Don't ever put dirt back on it. I wish, man. I wish. But I like what they said afterwards, though. They says, let's make this the championship race. And, they, you know, uh, Kyle Petty and Dale Jarrett both said that twice at the very end. This is the place where the, the, the championship should be decided. And, man, I'm all for that. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be uh, really, really be a good time for that. So we'll see. Uh, maybe maybe uh, in two years, bring it to Bristol, baby. I'd like to see the championship decided there. Wow. Yeah, or maybe the L.A. Coliseum. No, I'm just joking. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, Bristol, yeah, that would be interesting. You know, a lot of people said that about uh, Daytona. That would be exciting back then. I don't see that happening. But Bristol is, that is, yeah, I could see that. That would be, uh, boy, can you imagine the frustration coming out there then? Wow. Finish the season off at Martinsville and then Bristol. How would you like that? That would wow. be uh, <laughs> that yeah. would be the ultimate ending right there. And I'm sure there would be a lot of people uh, uh, going to the holidays, not feeling too good about other people. And <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, we'll see. That's down the line. We'll see if that happens. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, uh, the silly season news that I have here is uh, Sheldon Creed finally announced that he's going to Richard Childress racing in the Xfinity series. Uh, it's a guy that should be moving up the chain there. So that was good news. Justin Elgeyer and Noah Gregson are returning to junior motorsports. That might end up being a five car team because mayor's uh, full-time Elgeyer's full-time Gregson's full-time. You would think uh, there are rumors that Annette might be retiring, but the latest I heard is he's going to be returning to G JRM. Uh, so then junior is going to make at least one start. So at one point that might be a five car team. Uh, interesting to see where that goes. Uh, Hosevar is returning to Nice. He's been on fire lately, as you and I discussed uh, at the truck race there. Kobe Howard joins Derek Krause at McAnally Higgleman racing in the second team. Although I shouldn't say Derek Krause has not announced anything yet. So, um, but McAnally Higgleman racing will be two teams and Kobe Howard will be one of them. And then the latest thing that I heard here, um, and it was on door bumper clear. Ty Dillon might be tabbed as the driver for the GMS Cup Series ride. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's brand new that I just saw that was out there, and we'll see where that goes from there. Yeah. Um. Very, very interesting. Uh. Before we get into the schedule, I guess let's uh let's go over our picks here for Las Vegas. Uh, score sits, you have 41, I have 43, so I'm up two. It's still tight. It's been tight the whole season. Uh, you picked up two points this past, week, past weekend at Bristol. I picked up one. Uh, I will take Sheldon Creed at Las Vegas. And I'll be taking Nemechek uh, since you left me that. So, yep, I'll take Nemechek to take the Vegas race. There you go. I think those are the top two there, so no surprises. Uh, who do you have for the Xfinity race at Las Vegas, man, Mark? It's going, be, it's going to be a Ford weekend on Saturday, man. We're definitely going to take uh, – Austin Cendrick will take that Las Vegas race. 
I am going to take the hometown boy, Noah Gregson. He's been running really, really well lately. I think he gets the win down in his hometown. Yep, that's my second pick that would have been there. So, But uh, I'm a Ford man, and I'm going to stick with that. For the cup race, I will take Kyle Larson. I let I kind of gave you a gift there at Bristol, letting you take Kyle Larson. I'm going to take him at Las Vegas. Who do you got? I'm, I'm going to pull a rabbit out of my hat, somebody that runs really well at Vegas, and once again in a Ford. We're going to see if Brad Keselowski can pull that off. He um, he knows how to get around Vegas, and I think that's just enough to beat Kyle Larson there at, at Vegas next week. Well, that is a rabbit hole hat because I'll say, you know, with Penske's brake issues and uh, they haven't been running up their team, plus he's, you know, I don't think Penske will let this happen, but it is a lame duck season for Brad. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of a rabbit out of your head. I think you said it best. We're going to make it happen, man, because I said so. You actually want to know what I really think that is? I think that's an act of desperation out of you. <laughs> um, you and you calling yourself a Ford man and trying to take these Fords is going to cost you the championship. How about that? That's what it'll I think. Hail- doing it, it'd be a fail, Mary. So there you go, Mary. And uh, we'll see how you're talking after next Sunday when I have the lead. Because <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sweep you next weekend. How do you like me now? Yeah, well, yeah, we both talk smart and awesome. We get swept in a weekend, and it's it's on from there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we'll have fun watching, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's makes it a little more fun, for sure. But, uh, hey, the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series was re- recently announced with some big changes. Uh, the first big change on the schedule, Sunday, February 6th, will be The Clash, and they are going to do this at the L.A. Coliseum. Uh, it's going to be a quarter-mile track, and they're going to try something different. I'm sure we both have strong thoughts on this. Uh, My thought is it seems like a Hail Mary. You just use that word. I'll use it. It seems like a Hail Mary from NASCAR to try something different. It is exciting. They're going into the biggest market that they have. uh, So it's going to bring some attention over there. The only thing I don't know if I like is it's a quarter mile. If it's going to, the iRacing thing I saw was too tight of a track. Um. I'm just not sure if this works, but it has us talking about it. It has a lot of fans excited at the same time. So maybe it works and it'll be the best thing ever. The other thing that I don't love about it is it has teams going out West and then back East with a week off before they get into the duels and Daytona 500 weekend. And then they go back out West after Daytona. I'm not sure that that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. If anybody's seen a race from Bowman Gray, you know, uh, it's a little tiny bull ring that's like on a, um, like a, <laughs> like on a high school track, you know, little quarter mile, two lane, um, and I guess the the new car will be uh, will be brought out. Thinking that maybe they'd use one of these uh, old cars that they're using this year and and make it a exhibition race but apparently the new car is going to be there um i guess i'll keep an open mind yeah they talk about saving money for uh for these teams going from los angeles to daytona and then back out to auto club the following week and then stay out west um i don't see no money savings for for them there 
Um, the rest of the schedule pretty much stays the same. I see they moved up the circuit of the Americas. They moved that up to March. Hopefully it'll be a, a drier time <laughs> than, than trying to build an arc that happened there last year. Um, they're running Easter. They've never run on Easter before, and they're going to run an Easter race, the dirt race at Bristol. And uh, I guess that's going to be on primetime on a Sunday night. And I uh, thought that's interesting. They used to never run on Mother's Day or Easter, and, and now we're running on Mother's Day and we're running on Easter. No Father's Day this year at all. Yeah. Um, interesting, because you think, you know, about the, let's call them the stick and ball sports. So NBA owns Christmas, right? They have the Christmas Day games. Um, baseball, I would say, kind of has the Mother's Day, Father's thing Day down. Uh a little bit, I guess. Um, football has Thanksgiving. Uh, so maybe Easter will be the racing event and everyone will be tuning into that. So I think that could work. Um, interesting decision, but I think it could work. I'm, I'm actually kind of excited for that. Uh, so after the clash on February 6th, the duels will be Thursday, February 17th. The following Sunday, two days later, February 20th, the Daytona 500. The following week, uh, the 27th of February, Auto Club. Then they go, um, they stay out west, Las Vegas the following week, Phoenix the next week. Then they come back out east to go to Atlanta. Uh, Circuit of the Americas, as you just mentioned, will be the next week. Then Richmond, Martinsville, Bristol Dirt, Talladega, Dover, Darlington, Kansas. The All-Star Race is going to stay at Texas. They put on a good show at Texas this past time, so I kind of like it staying there. We'll see if it moves in the future. Uh, then you got the Coca-Cola 600 weekend on Memorial Day weekend, um, Saturday, uh, Sunday, May 29th there. Uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway down in St. Louis, Sunday, June 5th. There's a big change. I love it. I've been to that track. It was expected, and I think they're going to put on a hell of a show. It's better than me and I poke it over a second race. So, yeah, I'm all for that. Bring that on. Yeah, I will say, though, that the doubleheader at Pocono was kind of a cool deal, you know, that Saturday, Sunday. So um, I kind of like that as well, but I, I like going to Worldwide Technology better. Then they go back out west the following week at Sonoma, come back east, Nashville, July 4th weekend, stays at Road America. That is a great decision. Well, we knew that was going to stick because it, <laughs> it was so popular from last year. Yep. So, yep. Road America is back on the schedule again. Very good. Yep. Then a second race at Atlanta. I'm not sure that I love that, but uh, especially in July, you and I have talked about that a little bit. Uh, New Hampshire the following week. Pocono, Indy Road Course. So the Brickyard, uh, what was the Brickyard 400, will stay on the road course this year. Although I have heard that Penske and NASCAR have been in discussions to move it back to the Oval. Uh, I know people have strong thoughts on that, so it'll be interesting to see what the road course does this time. And maybe they'll alternate it, road course one year, uh, oval one year. I've heard that could be a possibility as well. Sure, that sounds good. Yeah, that Atlanta race, you know, that's going to have that new characteristics because they've uh, tore that track up and put more banking into it, so Atlanta's going to look totally different next year. Yeah, and, and maybe that will be bring more excitement there, although I still say in July that's interesting to be down there. But, uh, you know, there's hot places everywhere in July, so it'll it'll be fine. They're used to dealing with it. Uh, then they go to Michigan, Richmond, Watkins Glen, and the final regular season race stays at Daytona. I think that's a good decision as well. 
Yep, that's a good decision. That that all in all looks pretty good. The first round of the playoffs will be Darlington, Kansas, and Bristol. So Kansas jumps up a little bit into that first round. The second round will be Texas, Talladega, and the Charlotte Roval. Uh, Las Vegas moves back a little bit into the third round. So it'll be Las Vegas, Homestead, Miami also moves back into the schedule, back into the playoffs. That will be in the third round, the second race. Martinsville will be the cutoff to get into the championship four, and the championship race will once again be at Phoenix. Yep, so there's your schedule. A uh, few changes here and there, but uh, all in all, um, pretty good stuff. Um, yeah, it's, uh, they kind of changed things up. It looks okay. The things I love the most are Road America staying. Uh, I like that Homestead Miami moves back into the playoffs. That's the uh, mile and a half that puts on the best show, in my opinion, most often. So I'm glad that's back into the playoffs. Phoenix staying the championship race is pretty good, too, I think. They don't the cutoff race to get into the playoffs is a, is a smart move there. Um, Bristol being a cutoff race is, is good. Uh, I think they did a pretty good job on this schedule. Things I'm not sure about, obviously, is the LA Coliseum. Um, the All-Star Race potentially at Texas. They did a good job the last time. We'll see how it goes uh, this year. But I think overall, a, a very good schedule. Yeah. So now what I wish is that they would take the uh, Xfinity Series and stay away from all of them racetracks and we'll go race at other places that ain't on the schedule. That's my wish. It That's not going to happen. But uh, I'd like to see Xfinity and the Truck Series kind of spread out and go to other places. Um, that's my wish, but uh, that ain't going to happen. But anyway, we'll see once when those two schedules comes out for Xfinity and the Truck Series. Yeah, that's not going to happen. In fact, you're seeing the cups. You know, the other thing I love is worldwide technology. Um, you're seeing cup go to those tracks that have typically been standalones and worldwide technology and, and places like that. So definitely not going to happen. Uh, could it be switched around in the future? Maybe potentially. Um, I think you're more often to see the truck series kind of standalone or maybe an Xfinity series, IndyCar double header. Um, sometimes maybe those will get into standalone races. Um, it's just hard, and I know, like, getting different production crews um, to different places like that, and it's 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 all about logistics. And, and can it be done? Should it be done? Yeah, I think probably, but we'll see if, if they're able to do it in the near future. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But uh, all in all, good schedule coming out. It's out early this year. And so we can start looking forward to the 2022 season after this awesome uh, playoffs. <laughs> I think we got some good playoff races coming up there, dude. So good stuff coming this uh, our way. I couldn't have said it any better myself. It's going to be an exciting rest of the playoffs here. Uh, super looking forward to it. All series are going to be in the playoffs. So there's going to be, uh, mixing up going on. It's it's an exciting time, although it's weird to say that we're winding down that season after we just kind of winded down the uh, local season. we got a few races left there. Um, speaking of next week, uh, Sunday is the Tundra 
Series Championship down at Dells. Get out and support that if you can. I'm not sure that I'll be able to make it, but they always put on a good show there. Tundra Series puts on good shows everywhere. And then I think the next races we will be attending, Mark, after the, the Tundra Series, if we're able to, will be Oktoberfest at Lacrosse and the Winchester 400. Yep, those are two big weekends. Uh, the next thing that I see on my radar is, hey, they're having the banquet out at WIR uh, yep. next next Friday night, and you can get reduced tickets over at the Darboy BP station over there. You can get your tickets reduced price there and uh, go out there on Friday night, and uh, they're going to have the banquet out there and have a, I think, what is there, a DJ or a band? I think there's a band going to be playing out there, and and uh, so come on out on a Friday night. Let's uh, let's talk race and hope to see everybody out there. Yeah, Friday, September 24th there. I believe it starts at 6 o'clock. I'm actually going to be emceeing it, so that is the first thing coming up here. Uh, so that'll be exciting. Uh, a 308 band is going to be out there playing, so it's going to be a good time. Hope to see everyone out there as well, as Mark just said. Yeah, I got to work till 6.30, so I'll be just a tad on the late side. But, yeah. Um, all in all, going to show up for that. Um, they got the, the fall fall special out at 141 Speedway next weekend. I can find myself out there maybe on a Thursday night. Uh, boy, I haven't been to the races a little bit. A little under the weather lately, just kind of taking a break here and doing some uh, family stuff and like that. So, yeah, I'll get back on the saddle next weekend. And they got the uh, – down at uh, Beaver Dam, they've got the wing, wingless sprint championships down there the first week in October. Um, there's even a special going on at Rockford that Brad J.J. Miller is setting up uh, down at Rockford, and they're going to have an invitation down there. So uh, if anybody's down on that side of the state, need to support that one too. So, so But then, uh, yeah, after we get done with uh, lacrosse and Winchester, well, then that's going to pretty much end the season. I sure would like to find a way to get to the Snowball Derby this year, but it's looking like uh, that's going to happen next year for me for sure. Yep, I'm hoping next year as well. That's going to be the big trip, hopefully. Um, the other thing I was going to suggest to you is I think we should we need to get down to Bristol. I think uh, after seeing this maybe in two years, we go to the Snowball Derby. I'll go to the Snowball Derby this upcoming year, maybe Bristol the following year. That's uh, something that I've been thinking about. So, um, yeah, lots of things going on. Get out and support your local track if you're able to. Very, very important to do so, as we always say. So, um Still, still a little bit going on, as, as you and I just mentioned, Mark, so it's still going. Oh, yeah, racing season goes on, man. It keeps on, keeps on trucking along. Good stuff. All help coming, man. Absolutely. Well, thanks, buddy, for, for joining me as usual here. Thanks to everybody listening, and, uh, hey, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, soon. Yeah, we'll see you uh, Friday night, man. We'll see you at WIR at the banquet. See you there. Yep, see ya. This has been a production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.